installment of Everything NHL, the hockey segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with our hockey expert, James Kumar. Hey, what's up, man? So, so this week, we're going to go over Thursday and Friday's games. Uh, we'll take a look at some pickups, and then we'll, we'll preview Saturday's game. All right, sounds good. Let's get into it. All right, so let's start off with um, Thursday, and we'll take a look at the Washington Capitals versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, Washington was pretty dominant. Um, they were able to win five to three. Uh, we have um, Michael uh, Kempney with a goal in the first period for Washington. And we have Joe Smith Snively for Washington with a goal in the second period. And for Philadelphia in the second, we had, uh, I guess, Gary Matthew and Travis Sanheim. In the third period, Gary Matthew was able to get another goal for the Flyers. And uh, Garnet Hathaway had two goals for Washington in the third, and John Carlson had a goal of his own for Washington in the third as well. So what do you think? Honestly, it was a great win by Washington. They're starting to turn things around now. They're playing a lot better. And, yeah, um, I guess as for the Flyers, they just keep, um, you know, just sliding or whatever you want to call it. It. I think they had that long losing streak. It got up to like 12 or 13. Now they're on another four game skid. Like, I don't, I honestly don't know what to say about this team. They definitely have some things to go over. They have a lot of injuries. They have a lot of um, questions. They got to ask themselves at the end of the season, but yeah, as for Washington, it should be a playoff team this year. They're playing great right now, a lot better than they were a few weeks ago. So yeah, a good win for Washington. Yeah. I guess for Philadelphia, they've always kind of been in the middle. So they might be thinking of either heavily retooling or um, I guess they, there might be a little bit of pressure to try to blow the team up. Yeah. There might be a little bit of pressure there. They definitely have some good pieces, but they got to retool a lot of the rest of the team. Sure. And moving on to Detroit versus the New York Rangers. Um, really impressive game went all the way down to a shootout and Detroit was able to win the shootout. So uh, Troy Stetcher for Detroit in the first period. In the second period, we had Dylan Larkin for the Red Wings and Keandre Miller for the Rangers in the second as well. Uh, in the third period, we had Mika Zibanejad for the Rangers. Uh, no goals in overtime. Went up down to a shootout. What do you think? Yeah, this was a close game. I got to see a little bit of the end there. Third period, I watched the overtime. Watch the shootout. Obviously, Lucas Raymond and Mika Zibanejad scored on the first two shots, but it stayed tied all the way till six rounds worth of shootout where Pius Suter scored for Detroit. Um, good win there for the Red Wings as the Rangers. They were at home. They were playing pretty solid overall. Just the Wings stole one out of their hands. Great win there. Um, Rangers, I mean, they've been uh, hot all season, so this one loss in a shootout's not going to hurt them, in my opinion. And then I guess as for the Red Wings, they're trying to stay in the hunt. I don't know if they'll be able to get into the playoffs, but honestly, um, getting above 500 was important, and they were able to do that in this game. I mean, basically everything that happens at this point is just icing on the cake for Detroit as long as they keep winning games. I think they can call this a successful season. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, Detroit, they've 
pretty much exceeded every expectation that was had of them heading into the year. So, um, yeah, definitely a big win in their books. For sure. And speaking of a big win, um, the Maple Leafs were able to beat the Penguins at home 4-1. to So a really impressive job by Toronto. We have Austin Matthews for the Leafs in the first. And in the second period, we had Morgan, uh, Riley, and David Kemp with goals of their own for the Leafs. And in the third period, we had Michael Bunting with the fourth goal for the Leafs and Evgeny Malkin putting a goal on the board for the Penguins. Uh, what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, I watched this game. It was great. Um, the Leafs, they just pretty much dominated from start to finish. Even if the shots don't show it as Pittsburgh heavily outshot them. But yeah, Toronto, they just had the better scoring chances and they got goals. Like I think it was like the first shot, 21 seconds in, Austin Matthews, he scored. Then Riley had that nice coast-to-coast uh, -coast goal, which is pretty impressive. Camp scored shorthanded again. I think he scored either the last game or the game before. And then Bunting's been one of the top rookies in the league. So, yeah, start to finish, this Leafs team played solid. And, of course, Jack Campbell made 45 saves, which is impressive. Uh, this loss shouldn't hurt Pittsburgh as they're still one of the top teams there in the Metro division. But, yeah, they lost to a really good Toronto team. Yeah, I think being, being able to beat a team like um, the Pittsburgh Penguins it's always a good sign for your team. But, I mean, Toronto has been pretty solid for the past couple of years now. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the postseason. Yeah, definitely. And it was also nice to see them being Pittsburgh because they lost the first two meetings to them this season. So being able to get back, I think this was the final meeting. I think they only played three times. But, yeah, good to see the Leafs getting in the win column for sure. For sure. And I guess moving on to the next game, we have – a much-needed win for Montreal. They defended their home successfully against the St. Louis Blues in overtime. They were able to win 3-2. to two. We have uh, Paul Byron for the Canadians in the first period and Robert Thomas for St. Louis in the first as well. No goals in the second period, but we have the Belduck-Nivik for the Blues in the third and Cole Caulfield um, in, the, in the third for Montreal. And Cole Caulfield was able to clutch the game out in overtime for Montreal. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is a rare win for Montreal. I think they only have nine wins on the season. They're having a really terrible year. But um, new coach, obviously, coming in last week. I don't know whether we mentioned it on the pod or not. But, yeah, Marty St. Louis, he's an NHL Hall of Famer, French-Canadian player, comes in to coach Montreal. Um, and yeah, one of the, the shorter players, because he was one of the, the shortest players in the league, one of the shorter players in the league now, Cole Caulfield's really benefited. I think he's had like, what, four goals in his past four games since the coach came in. So um, yeah, getting to sort of relate uh, with another guy that's kind of short that played before you must be helping Caulfield. So he's, he's really, St. Louis probably had some tips for him. And yeah, he got two goals, including the overtime winner in this game, beat a St. Louis team that's been decently hot. Um, I think Montreal lost 10 in a row before this game, which was really bad, and they were able to turn things around um, in this game. And I guess hopefully going forward, they get at least some more wins because the record's looking pretty poor right now. And then, yeah, as for the Blues, they need to bounce back next game for sure. Yeah, and I guess for the Canadians, um, hopefully this coaching change um, continues to work out because it looks like um, the new coach, he's a former player, it looks like he knows how to bring out the best in Cole Caulfield, so he might be able to kind of revamp the system a bit, and hopefully the Canadians will start winning more games. 
Yeah, I mean, unless they just want to tank for Shane Wright at this point, they definitely need to win some more games. For sure. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have the Ottawa Senators beating the Buffalo Sabres 3-1. to one. So pretty good job by Ottawa. We have Kyle Ocoso for Buffalo in the first period. And in the second period, we have Zach Sanford for Ottawa. In third in the third period, we have um, Austin Watson and Brady Kachuk for the Senators. What are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, I mean, Ottawa got a great win here. Going to Buffalo and they, they get the win, really solid. Um, yeah, their former goalie, Craig Anderson, who now plays for Buffalo, he tried to get a win against his former team. It didn't work out. Obviously, these two teams, they're pretty low in the standings. They're in the East. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. Both rebuilding. Um, it's pretty much just a battle of the, the basement, not including Montreal at this point. So, yeah, um, it's just one of those games, and I guess good win for Ottawa. For sure. And moving on to the next game, we have a much-needed win uh, by the Islanders. They were able to defend home territory against the Bruins, and they did it in a pretty dominant fashion. They were able to um, get three goals in the period and win 4-1. Taylor Hall got one goal for the Bruins in the first period, and that was all they had. Um, Jean-Gabriel Pajot was able to get a goal for the Islanders in the second period. And in the third period, we have three goals by Noah Dobson, Matthew Barzil, and Brock Nelson for the Islanders. Uh, what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, this is a game where, um, you know, Boston comes in to get an, an early goal, and then they just didn't score the rest of the game. The Islanders just... Uh, they had been on a losing streak. They just sort of played one of their better games this season, in my opinion. They were able to get the win. Obviously, they're probably not going to make the playoffs as they're a little far from Boston, who I believe holds that eighth spot. But um, I guess anything's possible. Um, this Islanders team, they just had they've had trouble scoring goals. I guess it wasn't as much of a problem in this game. And yeah, good win overall. For sure. I guess uh, what are your thoughts on the Islanders being able to um, score goals, I guess, later in the season? Well, um, I was going to say maybe at the trade deadline they could acquire a goal scorer, but I mean, it looks like they might be selling at the deadline if they if they know they're not going to make the playoffs. So honestly, maybe just bring up some young talent, see if they can go kind of thing, maybe change the style of the offense. I mean, you can try different things to try and get goal scoring. For sure. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have a much-needed win by Winnipeg. They were able to beat Seattle in a pretty dominant fashion, 5-3. Uh, in the first period, we have uh, Vince Dunn and Marcus uh, Johansson for Seattle in the first, with Dominic Toninato for the Jets in the first as well. In the second period, we have uh, Pierre-Luc Pierre Dubois and Blake Wheeler for the Jets. And in the third period, we have Josh Morrissey and Kyle Connor for the Jets with Jordan Everly for Seattle. And what do you think? All right, so... Seattle had a great start to this game. Great first period. They're up 2-1. I guess late in that period, they gave up a shorthanded goal, which wasn't good. Kind of switched uh, up the momentum there uh, in favor of the Jets. And then the Jets just started scoring. Yeah, they just pretty much didn't stop scoring the rest of the game. They went 5-3. Um, yeah, the Jets need to sort of get a rhythm going if they want a chance at making the playoffs. They do have a winning record in uh, a tough Western Conference. So um, that's really solid. Uh, they definitely can make a run. And then as for Seattle, we've talked all year about them not having a lot of expectations. It's pretty much just that scenario again. 
Um, at this point, they're probably just looking to acquire more draft picks at the trade deadline. Um, you know, they're still in the process of building their team. Um, we probably won't start judging them until maybe five years out from their first season. So, um, yeah, I guess great win for the Jets over Seattle. For sure. I guess for the Jets, there's definitely not a lot more pressure from them because they were able to make the playoffs last year. So I would imagine they're trying to make a playoff push again. Yeah, I guess the season didn't end the way they liked it. And I guess that momentum kind of carried over to this season, which wasn't good. So hopefully they are starting to turn things around and hopefully they can make a run for the playoffs. Sure. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have a really high scoring game and a really high scoring win by Columbus. They beat Chicago seven to four on the road. So really impressive by Columbus. Um, in the first period, we had Boone Jenner, Yeager, Shenakov uh, and Max Domi for Columbus and Philip Khrushchev and Ryan Carpenter for Chicago. In the second period, we have Patrick Wayne for Columbus and Mackenzie Antwistle for Chicago. And in the third period, we have Patrick Lane uh, with two goals. So we got a hat trick there for Columbus with Oliver Bjorkstrand getting a goal of his own for Columbus and Alex DePrinkett for Chicago. And what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, this is the potential of the Columbus offense being realized in this game. I mean, um, Jenner's been scoring all year. Um, I think he's at 20 goals now. Patrick uh, Laine's at 16. He had a hat trick here. Bjorkstrand's at 15. They're having a decent year offensively. They just have had trouble keeping the goals out. They allow four in this one, but they were able to outscore their problems. So I guess good for Columbus. They're now above 500. Uh, definitely looking to maybe sneak into a playoff spot, but I think it's still going to be hard. And then I guess as for Chicago, they just pretty much fell apart in this game. There's nothing else I can really say. Got four goals, which is normally enough to win you games, but when you're allowing seven, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I guess um, this just kind of shows how good uh, the Columbus offense is because um, Chicago has a pretty decent defense, but I guess seven goals, it just shows, um, I guess, the potential of this Columbus Blue Jackets team. Yeah, I guess seven goals just means that Fleury probably had an off night, which I think he did because he had to face Dallas the next day. So yeah, it was when you don't have Fleury in head, you're probably just gonna lock seven goals. Yeah, that's just I guess that's just kind of how it goes. And I guess moving on to the next game, we have another seven goal win um, from the Boilers. They beat Anaheim 7-3, to three. so this is kind of reminding me of last season when we saw a bunch of really high-scoring goals that didn't really seem to make too much sense, but I guess we're starting to see them again. Um, Adam Anrique and Sony Milano for Anaheim in the first with Evander Kane, Kane for the Oilers in, in the first. And in the second period, we have three goals by the Oilers, by Derek Ryan, Jesse Pugliarvi, and Leon Dreisaitl. And in the third period, um, we have Warren Fiegel, Leon Dreisaitl, and Zach Hyman for the Oilers with Trevor Zagres for Anaheim. So I guess, what do you think about this game? Yeah, uh, the Oilers also had a coaching change recently. I don't know whether we talked about it or not, but ever since they changed their coach, they've won four games in a row. So apparently it's working and they're scoring goals again. So Oilers look great right now. It looks like they probably will make the playoffs if they keep playing the way they are. 
and they might be taking Anaheim's spot. This is the team that you got to beat if you want to get into the playoffs as Anaheim's just above them. And yeah, really solid win from the Oilers. The Ducks, uh, they're sort of middling right now. Um, they, you know, they played a lot of games early in the year, then they've had a lot of rest recently and teams have started to pass them in the standings. So uh, the Ducks really need to get things going. So they really need to bounce back next game. Yeah, and I'm really impressed by the Oilers because um, I guess their offense was already really good last season, but it looks like adding Patrick Kane made their offense even scarier to play against. So I guess it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how this offense plays later in the season and in the postseason. Yeah, I think you meant Evander Kane, but yeah, I definitely know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So he's a great offensive player. He just had some off ice issues. They were able to resolve those and get him into the lineup. And yeah, he's been playing pretty solid for them. So definitely like the pickup and yeah, they're definitely looking to make a push, push for the playoffs this year. For sure. And uh, moving on to the last game of Thursday, we have pretty tight battle between uh, Vancouver, who was able to clutch the game out in overtime against the Sharks five to four. Uh, we have Brock Bowser for the Canucks. In the first with Quinn Hughes for the Canucks in the first as well. And in the second period, we have um, Logan Couture and Timo Meyer for the Sharks. And we have uh, Yuho uh, Lamico for the Canucks in the second as well. In the third period, we have Timo Meyer Meyer and Alexander uh, Barabinov for the Sharks. And we have Connor Garland for the Canucks. And... JT Miller was able to clutch the game out for the Canucks in overtime. And what do you think about this game? Yeah, this game was like a roller coaster. Like, I think Vancouver had like, what was it, like a 3-1 lead at one point. And then the Sharks, they make it 3-3. Then Vancouver goes up 4-3. Then the Sharks tie it 4-4 in the last minute of the game. I think it was like 0.6 seconds, like something insanely close. Like, they barely got that tying goal. And I think um, they pretty much had all the momentum at that point until JT Miller got the goal. Miller's been clutch for the Oilers all year. Uh, This is a game the Canucks had no business winning after blowing that lead, but they still somehow find a way to do it. It's a good win for the Canucks. And as for the Sharks, um, I guess good on them for sort of not giving up and, uh, you know, still trying to get the win. And yeah, they were able to tie it, but they definitely weren't able to win it. So hopefully they can bounce back for the next one. I think um, both teams just uh, trying to fight to the end, no matter what was going on. It just kind of shows, I guess, the toughness of both teams. I mean, especially for Vancouver after blowing a lead normally, once you do that, you kind of just lose your confidence, your momentum's gone, and it's really hard to come back from that. But um, they were able to do that. So really good job by both teams. Yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, moving on to, I guess, Friday's games, we have um, – the Carolina Hurricanes beating the Nashville Predators 5-3. to three. Really impressive job by Carolina. Uh, we had uh, Brady, Brady Skay for Carolina in the first. And in the second period, we had uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi and uh, Jacob Slavin for the Hurricanes in the second with Luke Kunin for Nashville in the second. And in the third period, we have Andre Sveshnikov with two goals for Carolina. And Philip Forsberg and Tanner Cheneau for Nashville in third. So, what do you think about this game? Yeah, it was a great bounce back game for Carolina. They lost to Florida, I believe, earlier in the week. Nashville's really been losing, which is not good. They had a great start to the year. They have four games lost in a row. Um, 
yeah, it, it's just really tough um, for Nashville right now. Um, I know Carolina had lost a couple games here and there, but overall they have been good. Nashville, I'm just a little concerned about because um, they definitely had a top three spot in the standings. Um, they might still have it in their division. Actually, no, they've dropped out after this loss. Now they're in a wild card position in the West. So yeah, their skid has really hurt them. Hopefully Nashville can turn it around. And then we've talked about Carolina all year. They're one of the best teams in the league. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So good win for them. Sure. I guess for Nashville, I guess the good news is they still have a winning winning record. They're only, I guess, five games behind Carolina. So they do still have a chance for a top three spot, but it's going to take a little bit of work. Yeah, I definitely agree. Definitely got to put in the work. Sure. And I guess for the um, last games on Friday, they're still going on right now. Um, we have the Panthers. Um, with a really dominant performance against Minnesota right now, four to two in the third. Um, we also have Dallas versus Chicago in the third. It's a really tight battle right now. And it's a really tight battle between the Kings and Vegas, um, zero, zero. Um, the Knights have a power, power play right now. So we're not going to be covering those games, but we will go to the pickups portion of the podcast and starting with forwards, who have you got? All right, I guess getting to forwards uh, for the pickups, um, I'll start with Boone Jenner. And I mean, we just talked about him. He's got 20 goals on the year. He's been so solid in fantasy. He plays center and left wing eligible in Yahoo, around 45% rostered. And yeah, um, in this game against Chicago, uh, one goal, two assists, plus three, power play point, two shots, one hit. He's covering every single category at this point. He's just been so solid. Definitely go pick him up. And then my next forward is Victor Arvidsson from the LA Kings. Um, I mean, in the first period, he already has two shots. We talked about his shot volume. This guy just throws pucks to the net. Um, that's what he does. He has games of like seven or eight shots. I think he even had nine shots against Philly. This guy, if you need a guy that's just going to pepper the net with shots and get category coverage for you, Arvidsson's that kind of guy. He had an assist in his last game as well um, prior to Friday night, as well as a two-point effort the game before. So definitely really solid. Go pick up Victor Arvidsson. He's close to 50% roster, so you're going to have to grab him soon. Then my next player uh, is Alex Tuck. Uh, he's also left-wing and right-wing eligible as well. Also close to 50% rostered, so he needs to be picked up as soon as possible as well. I think he has 19 points in the 16 games he's played this season. Obviously, he's started late because of an injury. He's doing this on a Buffalo team that's pretty much nowhere near playoffs at this point. Um, yeah, I think in his past, what was it, four or five games, he's had like seven points. Um, he's just been insane when it comes to production. I'm surprised over his previous four games, he's a plus four. Um, that's impressive for playing for Buffalo, obviously. And yeah, he's averaging like, what, five shots a game at this point. It's pretty insane. Um, so definitely go pick up Alex Tuck. He's Pretty solid forward, in my opinion. For sure. And I guess for forwards, um, I'll talk about Anthony Sorelli first. It's around 35% roster now, so his, um, I guess, roster ship went down. But he's still a really good offensive player. He has 13 goals. He has 15 assists. He's plus 13. He has 93 shots. So um, even though he didn't get any goals for the last three games he's still he's gonna get goals eventually he gets a lot of shots so 
he will get goals. He can get assists for you. He can get plus minus for you. So if you need other categories as well, he can help you out there. And he gets a couple of hits as well. So he's still a very valuable player for pretty much any roster. And I guess um, my next board would be um, Robert Thomas for uh, St. Louis. I think for the season, he has seven goals, 30 assists. He's plus four with 66 shots. So he is mainly good for assists. So I think he's a really good deep league pickup. His plus minus is pretty decent as well. It's not going to hurt you at all. His goals, he doesn't get too many goals, but again, he is mostly for assists, but he can really help you out there. So if you're in a deep league or you need a lot of assists, he can definitely help you out. And I guess for my last forward, I have Tage Thompson for the Buffalo Sabres, 44% rostered right now. So he's a shallow league pickup only. He has 16 goals, 18 assists, 139 shots. He is minus six because he's on Buffalo, but I think his um, offensive stats kind of make up for that. And uh, that's about it for forwards. So who do you got for defense? Murray, for defense, I'll start with Rasmus Anderson of the Calgary Flames. He's close to 50% rostered as well. Um, he's just been solid on this run for Calgary. I mean, over his past four games, um, he's had a total of six points, which is pretty insane for a defenseman. He's been a plus three. Uh, he has a power play point. He's averaging almost three shots a game, and he's he throws hits in there once in a while. He's a guy that's covering almost every category. He's pretty hot right now. So definitely if you need a defenseman pickup, go pick up Anderson. He's really solid. Um, and then my next defenseman pickup is Noah Dobson of the New York Islanders. He's only around 30% rostered in Yahoo leagues, definitely available in a good portion of leagues. Um, he has like what a three game point streak at this point, four points in his last five games, just been solid. Plus minus is going to hurt you a little bit because he does play for the New York Islanders and he's primarily offensive. So he doesn't play too much defense. Um, so that's one thing you got to look out for, but plays on the power play has two power play points in his last three. Um, he's averaging around three shots a game for the most part. He'll throw in a hit once in a while. So if you're sort of in a pinch and you need points from defense, definitely go pick up Noah Dobson. He's pretty solid. For sure. And I guess for a deeply uh, defenseman that people can maybe take a look at, um, I recommend Mike Matheson for Pittsburgh. Um, he has seven goals for the season, 14 assists. He's plus six with 84 shots. So I think that's a lot of value, especially for um, deeper leagues. So if you're in a deep league, you should definitely pick him up. He should be available in most deep leagues. And I guess for my uh, next forward, I'll uh, recommend Hampus Lindholm for Anaheim. He has about five goals, 14 assists. He's plus five with uh, 96 shots. And he does get a couple of hits every game. So um, he's good for mostly uh, shots and assists, but his plus minus is pretty decent as well. Doesn't get too many goals, but hopefully he'll get some soon with the amount of shots that he's taking. And I guess moving on to goalies, who do you have? Yeah, I've got Matt Murray here. Last week, I talked about how great he's been. I know he could, he had a in, small injury over the weekend, came back. He sort of had a rough first game, but he's definitely uh, more solid than that. Um, he had been posting insane production. He was getting wins with Ottawa. Um, he was posting really low averages, around like one or two goals allowed per game. And then his save percentages were in like the high 900s. So, um, yeah, you definitely want to go pick up this guy. That one bad outing was against St. Louis. 
who is a good team. Um, and they are playing a, a Boston team coming up that is missing Brad Marchand still. They haven't looked like themselves. So there's a great opportunity for him to get a win if he starts there. So definitely go pick up Matt Murray. For sure. I guess for goalies, I think people can take a look at um, Cal Peterson for Los Angeles. He does have 11 wins still, and his save percentage is still at um, 90%, and his goals against average is about 2.69. Um, basically, almost every game he's been winning so far, um, the Los Angeles Kings have been pretty solid. So if you're um, in a league, especially in the shallow league, and you need an extra goalie, um, Cal Peterson can definitely help you out there. And uh, that about completes the pickup portion of the podcast. So we'll move on to previews and we'll start with Colorado versus the Buffalo Sabres. Um, who do you think takes this? Yeah, this is one of the more cut and dry matchups in, in the NHL at this point. Uh, I, I got to go with Colorado. Nothing else for me to say. All right. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have the Oilers versus the Jets. So, uh, who do you think takes this? Yeah, this is an interesting matchup. Both of these two teams are getting hot. I don't think I can fade the Oilers at this point because they haven't lost under their new coach. So until they do, I just got to keep rolling with them. The Oilers, they've been looking solid. All right. And moving on to the next game, we have Boston versus Ottawa. Uh, do you think Ottawa can get a win here? They might be able to um, as an underdog because they're at home. And um, yeah, I'm liking the way Ottawa has been playing lately. So yeah, I'm, I might like Ottawa there. All right. And moving on to the Leafs versus the St. Louis Blues. Uh, do you think that the Leafs can get a win? The Blues are going to be pretty upset losing that game to Montreal. I still like Toronto better at home. I definitely think you have to go with them the way they've been playing. They've been really solid. It looks like Austin Matthews was okay after that crossbar collision he had, or maybe some teeth got knocked out or something. But at the end of the day, you should be okay. So I definitely like Toronto in that matchup. All right. And moving on to the Kings versus the Coyotes. Um, I guess you can take the Kings on this. Uh, I mean, the Kings are playing Friday night, so it would be a back-to-back. They should be able to get the win, but, I mean, Arizona could surprise. Uh, I think I'll still go with the Kings. They definitely should be able to get the win. All right. And moving on to Anaheim versus Vancouver, who do you think takes this game? Yeah, the Ducks need to find a way to turn things around. I think maybe they turn things around in this game. Uh, I think I might go with Anaheim. All right. And moving on to Seattle versus Calgary. I mean, Calgary has been on fire, so do you think um, they can continue their win streak? I don't know whether that pun was intended or not intended, but I'll just go with Calgary. They've just been so hot. can even pick them to win by two goals or more at this point because they're just scoring out of their mind and they're playing good defense. I think most of their team is in the top among plus minus in the league. Definitely scoring a lot of goals and keeping the puck out of the net. So yeah, give me Calgary here. For sure. And uh, that about ends the preview portion. So I guess, do you have any last thoughts about the league? Honestly, like we talked about like standings wise, how the East is pretty much set in stone at this point. Uh, with the top eight teams probably going to be the eight that make the playoffs. Uh, Detroit, they're still trying to catch up. Columbus as well, but it's going to be very tough. I don't think they catch Boston even with some of the injuries and with Brad Marchand out for the suspension. But, um, yeah, I think the East is pretty much straightforward. 
As for the West, teams are sort of shifting in and out. Of course, Anaheim's now dropped out of a playoff spot. I uh, mentioned that now. Um, looks like Dallas has been um, pretty hot in their last 10, so they could move up. Um, the Oilers obviously are in a playoff spot the way they've been playing. Yeah, um, the West is going to shift a little bit. Definitely be interesting to see what happens there. For sure. It looks like um, the Central Division is shaping out a little bit. I think Dallas is behind um, Nashville by a, around six points. So basically Dallas has to play their best hockey right now or they won't be able to catch up. And I guess for the Pacific, it looks like that's still um, wide open. But um, Calgary, they've been playing really good hockey lately. They've reached the top of the standings for the Pacific Division. So it's really good to see that they've been doing so well, especially when they, uh, they, were, they weren't doing so well, I guess, earlier. Yeah, eight wins in a row, nine in their last ten. Uh, plus 50 what is it plus 52 goal differential like yeah they're just playing out of their minds right now um Vegas sort of been up and down here and there so um yeah Calgary they look like they could win that division for for sure yeah I guess um I guess we well, well obviously this is too far for a look at um kind of the playoffs but I'm guessing the Pacific division looks like it might be um, a little bit weaker than the rest of the divisions. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I do really want Vegas to pass Calgary because I would love to see the Battle of Alberta in the first round, Edmonton against Calgary, because the two and three seeds play each other. So, yeah, if that somehow happened, that would be crazy. But at the way Calgary is playing, I just have a hard time seeing them dropping out of first. Yeah. Honestly, if Calgary does end up getting the, the first seed, it'd be um, nice to see them go um, I guess, on a playoff run because I guess they technically be the underdogs even, I guess, if they win their first round from being the first seed. The next games, they're probably going to be underdogs for all of the games. So um, it's going to be an interesting storyline there. They could even be underdogs in the first round if they play a wild card team from the Central that might have more points than them. So... Yeah, so it could be an underdog story right from the start. So, yeah, um, Calgary, they're looking solid right now. Even if they're listed as an underdog, I still think that they definitely can beat whichever team is in their way, the way they've been playing. Yeah, I think in, just in terms of points alone, they're basically uh, they're ahead of Nashville, actually. So I guess in the West, they're tied for, I guess, maybe third or fourth best in the entire West. So they're definitely a team that you want to keep your eye on. Yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, that about uh, wraps up everything NHL for this week. So if you liked what you watched, you can uh, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, leave us a like, give us a review. Um, give us your thoughts on the NHL so far. Um, tell us about uh, your thoughts on how each team is doing. And if you liked what you listened to, you can uh, follow us on Spotify. And you can also follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts. And if you need some sports picks, you can follow us at FanFanPodcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week.